Hey everyone. This is Mukul and this is Swapnil. Welcome to Going Slow podcast where we discuss our product journeys and also have casual discussions around life, universe and everything in between. Hello hello. Welcome to episode 14 of Going Slow podcast. Hey Swapnil, how's it going? Hey Mukul, yeah, things are well. It has been a hectic week at Rocket. So, yeah, just feels feels like you're doing a lot of work this week compared to any week in this year so far. So, yeah, I feel swamped. I still have a couple of things to do today, which is like a weekend. But yeah, so we're working on two major things this week. One is we are updating our hiring portal. So we're making it like self-sustained into CRM sort of thing. And the other is we're working on a website redesign. That's interesting. And uh, are you like the CRM part? Are you using any existing CRM or are you building your own? So we are using the no code tool. It's called Stacker. And uh, it uses Airtable as the backend. So all of the major design decisions that we needed to take that complexity is all there in the database itself and now think of stacker as just a ui for crud operations on those tables previously we just had like a list of potential candidates that we showed to the company and from feedback that we got from our hiring partners they told us that you know they would need to copy paste those details into an Excel and there they used to track uh, the progress of each candidate. And we got this feedback multiple times and then we thought, okay, let's just capture that activity in our portal itself. So we, we also get more visibility into what's happening on a per candidate level. Where exactly is that candidate being rejected? Is it at the shortlisting level itself, is it after the first intro call or after some technical round or from the culture round, whatever. So it's sort of a win-win-win wherein companies don't need to track it separately outside. We get more visibility into what's happening and using data, we can actually guide our candidates uh, personally. So because we know what's happening in there interview process so yeah looking back <laughs> i think we should have done it long ago it, it always feels that way i guess for any new thing <laughs> we should have done it sooner but that's super interesting that so uh, from what i'm getting is like you have some process which is which is already in place now you're trying to productivize it kind of you're trying to build a product yeah. around it have a strict process instead of just different excel files lying around and also it's kind of a good validation right you already have like a lot of people reporting that this is an issue so that that's super interesting so i'm is very curious as a, i think you have shifted your mind like mind a lot right now you're full on into no code base but as a software developer <laughs> it must be a total shift huh? because oh, as a software man. developer it always is like yeah i'll build this I'll build this in a day or two or a week or so. 
we forget yeah. that it has some maintenance cost <laughs> but now you're now you're totally totally seeing the bigger picture or something like that <laughs> yeah that is so true uh, even the features that we're building right now i have very strong urge to build it out myself but uh, like like you said right it has maintenance costs and uh, as of today we don't have a dedicated developer in our team so i i don't want to get into that because like we have like more higher roi act- activities items that we can work on and uh, tech is just an enabler at this point so to give an example the last time we touched our internal high portals that we shared with the companies the last time we touched it was september and maybe a few days in october that's the so for the last 5 6 months we haven't touched it at all no so that is like pretty easy on the maintenance side versus i'm like from experience i can say if it was something that we did ourselves from scratch then some library or something or the other is getting out of date it's getting in conflict code is getting down for some reason whatever then you have to sort of fix it urgently i, I think the urgent part is something that i hate about it you can't just ignore it if that is down your entire system is down so you have to drop everything else and just fix it and it can be any time any day it can be 3 am on a weekend but you have to do it because uh, otherwise you you are losing customers so so yeah i'm like just having happy paying a no code service which takes this complexity off of us and uh, yeah we get to focus on what we do best and technology is not the usp right now yeah i mean i think in many cases technology is not the usp it's mostly what the problem and the market is i mean in our case like for example if appointment booking app if we could do it via no code we would have done it via no code <laughs> like any part we would have like done it the easier way would have done it like we that's what i think like because our goal is to just ship fast iterate fast and have some kind of response on it like that's what i always tell anyone that i think like we are totally average developers i i don't think we follow the best practices but we just do things we just build things and yeah i think that's that worked out well for us because we didn't strive for that perfectionist mindset and just like do build iterate and uh, find the easiest and best way to make it available and live <laughs> yeah i think i think that's perfect and in terms of like you're using stacker i feel uh, i haven't used i have explored airtable just for just because they have a marketplace because i feel that it's a very good marketplace and airtable is such a amazing app it's excel plus zapier so i feel that right. it's super super amazing so do you use airtable extensively our entire business logic is on airtable right from signing up right from tracking someone's journey how many projects that we have submitted when do they complete all of the the required things to submit then letting them pick an interview slot to have a one on one conversation where we check 
that they really understand what they did and not just copy pasted to then building an internal portfolio profile of them, which has their proof of work, which has their projects and not their background, not the college, etc. So we have like an internal format, which we then show to the hiring partners. Again, there is a view for them as well. So they get a link, they can see the candidates assigned to them. And uh, yeah, the entire thing, the entire logic is on a table. Uh, like you said, it has all those Zapier features wherein you can do if this, then that. So let's say if someone signs up, we can trigger a welcome email right from Airtable itself. It's just set up once and forget. Uh, again, I think we did that three, four months back. And the complexity of keeping the automations working, that goes off. We sort of offload it to Airtable. We don't really care. We don't have to take care whether this is working or not because that complexity is handled by Airtable. We just tell it what do we want. So if there's a new site that we send a welcome email and on, on company side as well, there are a bunch of automations. So yeah, that is like pretty cool. Once I saw Airtable, I'm like, this is it. <laughs> we don't need anything else. Yep. Sounds, sounds actually amazing to me. It would be super curious to know how many businesses out there are totally relying on Excel or Airtable as a primary thing, not just for accounting or not just for mm. saving the data and uh, as a dump, but actually using it as you're using it. Like for example, you're using it as funnels, right? Like you have different funnels, different views. That's a uh, super interesting. It's like, I feel that's the perfect way, not overdoing things, like just doing things in the, in the right amount that you want this and you are getting this. You're not going for the shiny things, shiny UI, shiny backend, shiny product. You're just focusing because your main product is something else, right? Like you're not, your product, your core product is not taken that way. Yeah, I mean, that's Correct. perfect. That sounds like the perfect way to do things. Like right. in the current times of building uh, shiny products, I feel uh, that is the perfect way to go for it. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's the way to go. So like you mentioned, right, Google Forms. So when we first started, the first six months were just Google Forms. We had a landing page, but all of the buttons just opened when Google Form to, to capture the leads. And we did that for six months. Then we validated from there, got some revenue and no-code tools were only uh, introduced like after six months when people started. So before that, it was all Google Forms. Even in no-code tools, the good part is you only get to, or you only have to focus on the logic. You don't really spend a lot of time on the UI, the design side of things, because again, that is not your USP as of now, unless you are into design and you need a very shiny thing, you get a lot of pre-built templates. So if you see our website, we haven't designed a lot of things there. It's just like a bunch of templates. We're using a cool tool called Softer there. And it has all the components of all things that a SaaS website would need. So you have a header section, you have a hero section, you have a testimonial section, you have a team section, you have a 
blog section. You have all of those things, you just drag and drop. And a lot of design decisions are already made by their team at the component level. So even if you use the defaults, it looks good. It looks professional and that works for us, uh, at least right now. Maybe we might change maybe group 10x, but yeah, as of now, that looks super good. Yeah, that totally makes sense because I remember we didn't have any landing page for first six months. So nice. because we didn't need it, like, and uh, we were, we kept thinking that we'll build it this week, we'll build it next week. And it was always like the last priority because our main source of getting users was Shopify app listing. So we put all mm-hmm. the work there, but to have an actual landing page, we didn't put any effort in that like after six months when we went full time and then once we had some more time in our hands after that we bought like webflow template and Mm. built the website uh, then and there and we use that webflow template because we realized that this is something which we uh, can't do like from scratch it will take too much time and it's just that amount of time that it will take it's not worth it at all. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we, we generally use Webflow or something similar. And as you mentioned, like uh, if something goes good and we know that it has some potential, that landing page has some potential to convert okay. at that point, then we'll put some extra effort to make it look good, to make it look as shiny as possible. <laughs> um, yeah. The, so also I think Airtable has a very good marketplace and it has a very good potential. It has a very good potential. So uh, I was exploring Airtable a lot because, so there are two reasons. First, Airtable marketplace was launched last year. So it mm-hmm. has a potential basically that you can build an app and uh, be the first mover, like have that first mover kind of advantage. And it will not take that much effort. So basically there are two things. Like even if it doesn't go right, then you haven't put like so much effort into it that you will feel you are wasted like so much time. And also there is a very good repeatable way of building businesses in Airtable. So what do you mean by that? So one person is already doing it and he shared a thread that the way he builds businesses is that he repeats the business model. Like for example, he saw one product on Instagram. He built that product for TikTok and it's a very niche, small, I would say small, very niche product. So it goes to a certain amount and then you can sell it. So in the case of Airtable, what he did was he searched on product hunt, a good extensions for Google sheet. And Hmm. then he found out that these are the restrictions for sheet. And then he picked one and um, said that I'll make this for Airtable and he started building that one for Airtable and I think it's currently around $5,000 MRR. I, I think it took almost one year or so I guess mm-hmm. but it's slowly growing and it's right. organically growing slowly growing and I think it's it's greater than 5k now. That is super awesome but also like this is a good point that you touched on very that person focused on an existing idea or an existing need and not 
not just try to bring something very new. Of course, new ideas are also needed, but the majority of us just are focused on getting new ideas that we just forget how important execution is. Yeah, I mean, so, instead of like coming up with ideas, I, I thought like his approach is perfect. Perfect in a way. So actually we have applied the same approach ourselves to that. For example, we have an appointment booking app. Appointment booking is not a new thing. Appointment booking is not a shiny thing. Every, if you Google appointment booking, you will get hundreds of apps. It's just, uh, we have picked up a niche that we want to build appointment booking for Shopify stores. So it's a niche now. And then you, then there is a, for example, it's like a validated. So it's something like validated problem with validated market because Shopify store is a good market and it's a validated problem. So the whole equation, I would say seat sits good because it's so it worked out well for us and that is the approach we have for the signature app too because you already have DocuSign, HelioSign so we are building like electronic signature app for Shopify so I think in terms of goals like if the goal I mean if you think small <laughs> I think that's a very good way like for example if you just think like to get that first hundred dollars and then go for 500 and then go for 1000. That's a more ideal and better way of looking thing instead of thinking like, hey, how can I get $10,000 or how can I get to $10,000? And I feel that that 100,000, 10,000, that incremental approach is a lot better than just thinking that, hey, can how can I get like $10,000 in a month? Because then once you think, that's the 100, 500, 100 incremental way, but you will have a lot of options, you will have a lot of freedom, and you will have less stress. And less stress is equal to more productivity, always. <laughs> Super good. I like how we didn't have any agenda for this meeting, and you're already 20 minutes in. <laughs> I guess it always happens. One thing I'm trying out this week, which I haven't uh, tried before, is I'm listening to audiobook. So I have never, I have heard, like I, I have heard podcasts like often, like and a lot of podcasts, but audiobook is something which I have never tried. So this is my first week trying it. I'm using Audible for, mm -hmm. and I'm listening to Atomic Habits. So the reason I picked like self-help book because I can't read it because mm. it's something I can't read it at all it's just very I mean I always pick a self-help book and then I leave it halfway because it I just can't do it so I thought like let's try listening to it this time like when I'm going cycling I'll just put on earphones and then I'll listen to it so it's been three four days but yeah definitely I'm liking it like the experience but i'll get to know more about it in next week or so but so far so good have you have you done it so i've not tried non-fiction in audiobook because i like to make some notes or highlight a bunch of stuff when i'm reading non-fiction so that i can revisit it later when you said atomic habits i just remember i have my notes from atomic habits somewhere so i can look it up quickly i can 
just go through all of them in five ten minutes. So those concepts get refreshed again. But if I don't make notes, then like I lose or I forget stuff pretty fast. So I I prefer digital versions in fiction, uh, in fiction. I have tried listening to fiction on Audible, uh, especially. I tried this narrator, Stephen Fry, and I think he is amazing. I've heard five of the Harry Potter series uh, narrated by Stephen Fry. And uh, the way he imitates the characters, he does the voiceovers, you feel like you're in a movie. And uh, yeah, like you said, you can do it while cycling or while walking. You get, you get to listen to those stories while doing your course. And yeah. I want to do more of that because I think fiction is something that is better captured by an audiobook versus you reading it. But yeah, those are my early thoughts. I haven't listened to a lot of audiobooks. I'm just uh, handful right now. But yeah, I would say uh, if you're an audible, give Stephen Fry a chance. Maybe just listen to a sample and see how it goes. Interesting. Yeah, I will. I mean, this is something which I tried this week, just like totally out of the blue. So I thought, let's try it. I have read about that app and then I guess I saw an ad and I gave that ad a, <laughs> conver- I gave that ad a conversion. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, uh, instead of, so I was, I, I used to listen to podcasts or music depending on like my mood so instead of that uh, while cycling i'm just uh, switching it up and trying with uh, this audiobook i'll get to know in more detail in like next one to two weeks how i actually feel about it like is it like a totally sustainable thing but fiction is something i'll, I'll also try the, right. uh, i think harry, harry potter and all right yeah yeah, yeah. I, I read but harry I potter one... really late i read it like uh <laughs> two three years back <laughs> just to get out of that FOMO <laughs> like I didn't want that FOMO that hey I missed it <laughs> so but I, I, really it? Loved, I loved it I loved it like totally loved it because there were so many things I I thought oh my god like there's so many things like movies missed and I was like whoa yeah. I, and I felt really really lucky and actually so I, I read it for that and also I uh, so uh, the startup I was working for, so for to visit that startup, I had to go to New York for a few days, 10 to 15 days. Mm-hmm. And at that time, okay. they had a cursed child there. Right. So nice. I was like, before going to that theater, I want to read the whole thing because I want that <laughs> whole feels, that uh, immersive feels and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, right. but it were, the <laughs> play has totally ruined the whole series, but... The experience is good. I have <laughs> avoided it so far. Like, okay, let's, I've heard a lot of things, some good, some bad, but I'm like, okay, for me, hey, Harry uh, Potter ends up. So, I would say, I would say it's too, it's just shit. It's, it's not at all worth it, the play, but it's worth it if you're watching it live, the experience, because for me, the, it was like a th- first, I would say theater experience and that to Broadway. And I was like right. blown away by how they were doing things and how the set was designed 
and there were few moments in that play they have done it so well that i mean when i used to like think about play it was something which i never thought that that could be done at that scale so i i was very surprised the way they did that play and everything but yeah i mean theater experience perfect story it is just <laughs> it's not at all good they messed up i think the core thing in harry potter which was of that time traveler stone that you cannot change the past but okay. in that you can change that past gets changed and future gets changed because of certain activity but that actually oh. contradicts that time turner thing <laughs> so yeah, yeah i yeah. feel that that was a very bad decision in the books itself they had to like rolling had to destroy everything related to that otherwise then nothing else makes sense yeah yeah also like yeah i mean time whenever time travel comes into play things can get really tricky and shitty as fast as possible because if you know that you can change things in one go then there is nothing at stake <laughs> there is yep. nothing at stake yeah, you will feel that oh, it's it's okay they can just change things <laughs> is there anything related to time travel that you watched or read and you actually liked it yes the dark series loved it have you watched dark oh no oh that series is amazing one of the <laughs> most mind blowing series on time travel definitely it has three season and it's a german tv series but it's very famous it's on netflix and oh damn like the the level of detail and I mean, it's just brilliant the way that we have shown time travel. Everything is in loop. If you start drawing that family tree, you will get confused, and you will have a lot of loops which comes back, <laughs> like circle loops. How long is it? It's like three seasons, but it's totally worth it, and it's very as the name suggests. It's it's dark. It's like one hour. one episode but it's super dark and it's definitely i would say i mean it, it, the way we discuss it now the time travel like whenever you do it shouldn't change the past it shouldn't change the future something like that right right it, it follows that it follows that i would say core principle thoroughly and it's it, it's really good got it so okay one hour episode is A bit of a time commitment, but yeah, I'll maybe maybe watch a few. Yeah, but you'll see. have to give few episodes to get hooked, and uh, uh, yeah, once think... you'll watch few episode, like three four episode, and once because it's beautifully, I would say, short, and the story is so beautiful too. But it takes time to set up. Like initially, they are just uh, setting up the pieces on the board, and once uh, they have set up the pieces on the board. and then the story starts kicking in and then once it starts kicking in and you'll feel oh this is amazing types and they have a very amazing soundtrack too so i think Got both <laughs> both thing works really well you, right. what do you think do, do you have any favorite time travel uh, series yeah my favorite is steins gate i watched it oh yes 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 i, I was going to say that after this steins gate oh steins gate is amazing amazing Yeah, when Go I ahead. watched it, 
10th episode i didn't feel that good like i was like what am i watching this is so boring this is so boring and after one point it just picks up the pace and it gets so amazing and depressing at the same time <laughs> <laughs> but totally totally science get over okay that is one of the best it's been really very tight so out of all these that i've seen or watched so far i think that is the only thing that right wraps it off pretty nicely i i don't feel there are any loose ends and uh, you can't really pinpoint or you can't really think of a loophole it feels like it's very well tight otherwise all other things it's very hard to tackle this topic but yeah i feel that is the best thing i've seen so far like you feel satisfied after the ending yeah this is good <laughs> you'll feel feel the same way about dark because dark follows the same principle on a yeah. i would say different level but it's totally i would say definitely better and science gate is totally amazing like i think when someone is watching it they should watch it at least till the 11th episode or 12th episode because things get because i don't know how but they have taken so long to set up the whole i would say chess board or peace board <laughs> but once uh, the story starts in it's amazing like the level of detail and as you have said the ending and all those things they are looped in very well uh, yeah the alternate... i think small it has around 25 episodes something and 20 minutes per episode i think that is yes yes i think there it's a just one season but i think it has a second season too but i haven't watched that I feel like oh. first season was too classic. I don't want second season to <laughs> ruin it. No, no, I I did that mistake in Death Note. So technically, there's like a ending in the middle itself. But I was like greedy. <laughs> I've continued watching till the end, and then I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I think Death Note is one of the most popular anime out there. <laughs> It's like uh, people start with Death Note, right? Yeah, yeah. I have made a lot of my starters well. I made them watch with me. <laughs> okay, I'll see it again. But you watch, <laughs> and I, I think there also. I think at the end of episode eight, um, uh, like I don't want to spoil for people who are not watched. But yeah, I think at one point, when I I don't know how to say it without spoiling, when the two main characters go hand in hand or like face to face. they are at the same place and uh, it's, it's like it's like there's so much tension i i love it from that point onwards you and yeah it's amazing totally makes sense i mean yeah i mean uh, that that series is like definitely one of the best i, I really love this series like steins gate full metal alchemist these are really nice full metal brotherhood yeah brotherhood yeah that, not that one brotherhood amazing one. Uh, yeah <laughs> they, they... i love that Huh? Mustang's characters were awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the 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 storyline is so good, and it's a uh, the full metal thing. I think it's like a a big movie, yeah, like fifty episode movie, because everything comes back like from episode five, episode six, and they have yeah tied like many things together very well. Yeah, and multiple characters. So like all characters are developed well. It's not. just the protagonist yeah. right it's not just the elder brothers who get screen time everyone has their own 
stories, backstories, reasons for doing things and everything yeah. ties together. And yeah, I think that is, yeah. I, 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 I again, I, we'll start with it, but I think for me, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is the best overall anime of all time. Just because it captures everything. It has to be, it has characters, mm. it has stakes, yeah. good writing overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what, like, it's like a full, it's like a 50-episode movie. So that's what I feel. Every character is fleshed <laughs> out well. It's not just good and bad. Like, I really love uh, TV series or anime, which makes you question that morality. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, really love it. Uh, also, I think uh, in terms of similar to uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I think Demon Slayer is similar to that, if you haven't watched like it has similar no, vibes no. as full metal alchemist brotherhood but it has good animation but i somehow feel that anime is very depressing so i i watch it and then i feel uh <laughs> it's a it's a little bit depressing but uh yeah i mean totally it's, it's like the same it's like uh full metal alchemist brotherhood but it's still ongoing so there's that difference but yeah nice, oh, nice oh, uh, i don't have patience for that fact <laughs> for sure yeah yeah i mean that that you'll have to risk it in that case yeah in that case you shouldn't you shouldn't watch it because then you'll have to wait long 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 time <laughs> yeah yep awesome all right should we call it episode yeah yeah cool folks so yeah as usual if you liked it let us know our handle is going slow forward if you didn't like us, then definitely let us know so that we know we can work on that feedback. And yeah, that's all about it. See you next time. Until then, stay curious and don't forget to have fun.